0: Welcome to the Live and Love podcast hosted by Jason and Amy Carter. For more information about this podcast, other resources or booking information, go to liveandloveministries.com. Now, here's Jason and Amy. Hey guys, Jason Carter here with the Live and Love podcast with my lovely wife Amy. Hey guys, and so this is Episode 5, and we're so excited to come to you today bringing a episode called Oaks and Ruins. Amy, tell us a little bit about what that's all about.
1: Well, for those of you that don't know, we wrote a book following the loss of our 18-year-old daughter, Katie Beth. And when we were considering what to title the book, we really felt strongly—we'll talk more about this over the course of the episode— That it was going to be based upon the scripture from Isaiah, Isaiah 61, 3 and 4, which says, And provide for those who grieve in Zion to bestow on them a crown of beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and a garment of praise for a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated, and they will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. So I don't know if you caught those two words in there, oaks and ruins. But um, a lot of what we learned following our loss of Katie Beth really was wrapped up in those verses in Isaiah. And so the title that we settled on and that we felt like God led us to was Oaks and Ruins, Letting God Redeem Your Loss.
0: Yes. So today our episode will be all about that. It's going to be talking about that scripture. We're going to break it down and look at some different parts to that, but really talk about what does God do with our loss? What does God do with our pain? our circumstances, our brokenness, and how does he use it, and how does he use us, and what is he doing us in that? So the first part of that verse talks about people that are mourning, and the audience is Israel, but I think there's some really rich promises of Scripture for us today in this that we can apply because God's principles, though the context may be at a different time period or different situation, God's principles stay true forever. So they're always true. So I think this is true for us today. And he talks about those people that are mourning. And he says that he will bestow on them a crown of beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and a garment of praise for a spirit of despair. Now, some translations actually say instead. But if you really look it up in the original language, the best meaning of that or the best rendering of that is It's for beauty, for ashes, which is really an exchange. Amy, you mentioned, you know, a long time ago when we were looking at this verse and it it had such great meaning for us and we were seeing it pop up over and over. You made a a statement about this particular nuance of the verse.
1: Yeah, I mean, the bottom line is, to me, this verse says that we're going to have those ashes. We're going to have the morning and we're going to have a spirit of despair at times in our lives. The important thing is, what do we do that? Are we willing to um, allow God to redeem that? And that's the crucial part is we've got to give it to him because we can hang on to those ashes and mourning and despair. or We can say, God, take this and help me walk through this and exchange it for beauty and an oil of joy and a garment of praise. It's so crucial that we've got to offer it to him. We've got to allow him to take those things that are hurting and painful and and exchange it for something beautiful.
0: Isn't it interesting, Amy, how sometimes it's so painful, whatever it is that we're dealing with, and yet we want to hold on to it. It's almost like, especially if we've lived in it for so long or we've felt the effects of it for so long, that so, so much of the time it's a comfort place for us. It's a comfortable place. We hate the pain of it, yet we won't let it go, right? We won't make the exchange and give it over to Him because, you know, there's a risk there. You know, what will He do with that? And I also find it interesting that when we let go of it, what He actually gives to us, that He gives us the ability to actually praise Him.
1: Yeah, well, and the thing is, too, this isn't a end-all, be-all, like you give God your pain and hurt and, It never hurts again. You know, I think it's still a process of walking through that. And especially with the grieving process, like, yes, we have to allow him to redeem that loss, but we're also going to still feel the effects of that loss and that pain probably For many, many years, maybe for even our entire life, the key is, like you said, Jason, I think just not staying there because it's in the staying there where we can lose ourselves.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So when we make the exchange, he gives us beautiful things. He gives us the ability to praise him, which comes from the joy that he also gives us in that. The next thing it says is that those people who mourn, they will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. In the introduction of our book, we kind of explain why we name it Oaks and Ruins. But one of the things that we do there is we talk about oak trees. Because oak trees, like I guess every tree, they're unique in and of themselves. They have their own characteristics. But oak trees are deeply rooted, they have a root system a taproot that goes way, way deep in the ground that gets its nourishment and all the things that it needs to grow. But it also has this really wide root system as well. And that root system, they say, can be sometimes three, four, up to 10 times wider than the actual crown of the tree on the top, which means it's almost impossible to uproot these things once they're, they're really fully grown oak trees. Even, you know, there have been major hurricanes that haven't been able to take them down and it's just a beautiful picture. So an oak tree is beautiful. When it's in all its splendor, it's like beautiful, but it's deeply rooted. And the other thing that we found that when we read it was that when it's around other oak trees, that they will literally intertwine their root systems, which make them stronger. And there's such great parallels with oak trees. And what this verse is saying is that when we walk through hard things, when we have brokenness in our life, and we give that to the God, and we make that exchange, it's not in vain, right? Like he will build us into something that's strong, that's deeply rooted, that's even stronger when we connect to other oak trees, other people who have walked through brokenness that have given it to God, and we link arms with them, and we align ourselves with those people our faith is strengthened and we're stronger because of that, just like an oak tree. So I think the message in that is you feel useless and you feel like, man, I, I don't know that I'll ever get over this or how I'll ever be used again. But the truth is you're not useless or used up or too broken. So your pain is what he uses to make you stronger like Jesus. And it reminds me of a scripture in 2 Corinthians 4, 8 through 10 that's that's very familiar it says we are hard pressed on every side but not crushed perplexed but not in despair persecuted but not abandoned struck down but not destroyed we always carry around in our body the death of jesus so that the life of jesus may also be revealed in our body and that last phrase is just it just jumped out at me when i read it again after we talk about all that stuff that we're not destroyed and We're not abandoned, but it says we carry around the death of Jesus, the destruction and the brokenness of Jesus so that his life may be revealed in us as well. So he makes us into oaks so that the life of Jesus may be revealed. As it says at the end of Isaiah 61 3, it's for his splendor, which actually leads us to the next point, which at the beginning of Isaiah 61 verse 1 is the actual part of Isaiah that Jesus read when he started his ministry. And it says, he says to us that he came to heal broken hearts, to set captives free, to release from darkness prisoners, because God is all about restoration. He's all about restoration. He didn't come just to get us to heaven. He actually came to restore us. And that's why our struggles and that's why our hardships are never in vain.
1: Yeah, you know, it makes me think about the scripture where he says he makes all things new. You know, he doesn't, when things go wrong, he doesn't scrap the project and start over. He doesn't say he makes all new things. He makes all things new.
0: Yeah, it's good.
1: So um, he takes those things and and restores. He takes the ruins, he takes the pain, the hurt, and he restores it and makes it into something new, something beautiful, kind of like, you know, finding some piece of junk, you know, one man's trash is another man's treasure or whatever, you know, like, but uh, finding some piece of junk at a yard sale or something and realizing that it has great value, you know, that's kind of what it makes me think of. But God, he can take something that seems really ugly or invaluable or just broken and turn it into something really valuable it's and beautiful. And
0: like flipping a house and finding that messed up, nasty house that nobody really want. And they come back in and they, make it into what it was actually intended to be from the very beginning.
1: Yeah, he doesn't see the brokenness or the dilapidated house or the broken item or junky item at the yard sale. He sees what it can be, what it could be, and he sees that in us too.
0: Absolutely. And and I think that's some, a, a, such a lesson for us, that God sees us the way he intends for us to be. Everything he created us to be, that's how he sees us, even if we don't see ourselves that way, even if we see just brokenness and mess and ruins. And I think it's how we need to see other people as well, because that's the whole point of that last part of the verse that actually says they will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations." He's going to use the broken people, the mourners, the ones that he has built into oaks of righteousness to do just that. But we have to have a correction of vision When we see people, we can't see people in their brokenness. We have to recognize that they're broken and give them grace in that. But I think we have to see them the way that they could be the way that God intends for them to be and all that God can do through them. And it helps us to be able to, to use what we've walked through to help them be renewed.
1: Yeah. And, um, you know, it makes me, I remember, I think I mentioned this before in one of our our previous episodes, but I remember Coming home that night from the hospital after we'd gone to Atlanta, gotten the call about Katie and um, saying to you, you know, I just don't want our pain to be wasted. And, you know, God's been so faithful to that. And the bottom line is he never wastes a hurt. He never wastes pain. He he will use it for a greater glory if we'll let him. Makes me think about a couple of examples, other examples of that. Joni Erickson Tata. You know, if you don't know her story, I would encourage you to go look it up. What an amazing thing that God has done through her life and um, the lives that she's touched through um, the tragedy that, that she walked through. I think about historical figures like Cory Tin Boom and what she went through in her life, uh, living through the Holocaust and everything. So. Um, And I know we talked a little bit more detail about this in our episode three, No Pain, No Gain. So if you want to go back and and listen to that and get some more insight about what we said about allowing God to use your pain for good, I would encourage you to go back and listen to that episode. And it
0: makes me think too, like they would have never probably stepped into what they're doing, which has brought restoration to the hearts of so many people had they not gone through what they went through. They had total different plans for their life, I'm sure, yet through the pain is what put them on the trajectory to fulfill God's will and bringing restoration to other people. So I think it's just really important for us to remember that, that it's not in vain, that there's always a, a bigger purpose and God can use anything.
1: Yeah, so in our book at the beginning, we explain uh, how we came to the title of our book, Oaks and Ruins. And the very last line of our book ends that way, because that's our prayer, that God would make us into oaks and use us to rebuild ruins. And we just want to encourage you in whatever situation you're in, whatever your story is, whatever challenges or pain you may be dealing with, to make that your prayer. God, make me into an oak of righteousness and use me to rebuild the ancient ruins, use this situation, use my pain um, to make me into that strong oak and to help me rebuild others and restore others who are broken.
0: Yeah. So asking God, what are you up to in my life? What are you up to in my circumstances and situation? And looking for opportunities that God places in front of you, because the bottom line is someone needs to hear your story. I think we lose sight of the fact that, you know, we just think our story is not really that significant yet. There's somebody who needs to hear your story. There's somebody that needs to maybe just see your faithfulness as you walk through your path, as you walk through that brokenness and see your faithfulness in that. And that will bring hope to people, which ultimately will bring restoration and they will step in and walk into who they were created to be.
1: Yeah, we so we hope this uh, episode has been an encouragement to you. We really felt compelled to do this particular episode this week because we're going to be launching a small group book study this week at City Church of Chattanooga. And um, if you're interested in being a part of that book study, we would encourage you to go on to our website or go to the City Church of Chattanooga website and check that out there. Or just come to City Church Wednesday night and somebody can direct you to where we're meeting.
0: Absolutely. And if you can't make it this particular Wednesday, that's okay. We're going to just kind of intro this week and then we're going to actually jump into chapter one next week. So we you won't miss a lot if you can't come because it's short notice, but we want to invite you. Uh, the City Church website is thecitychurch.cc and if you'll just navigate through, find the small group stuff, it'll, it'll give you a place to sign up. And you can sign up there or, like Amy said, just show up and we'll plug you in and, and we'll go from there. We'll have books, so you don't have to do that unless you just want to go ahead and buy one on the website. But we'll have those with us and uh, we would be honored if you would you know, pick one of those up.
1: Yeah, and like Jason said, even if you can't be a part of the book study group, uh, we would love for you to go on to the Live and Love Ministries webpage and go to our store and purchase a book there. We hope it would be an encouragement to you. It's not just about... Child loss, but really any kind of loss because we know there are going to be different people dealing with different kinds of loss over. course of their lifetime we've had people who are cancer survivors stroke survivors people who have suffered from abuse that i've read our book and just said what an encouragement it was to them and and that's been our prayer from the very beginning is that somehow through sharing uh, the lessons that we've learned about walking through loss that we would be able to encourage and bless others so we'd love for you to go on there and order a copy of that for you or a friend or someone you know that might be hurting or walking through a season of loss
0: Thank you again for tuning in and listening to the podcast. And we ask that you would subscribe so you don't miss an episode. But also that if this meant something to you or one of our episodes has impacted you, that you would share that with other people. But also check out our Facebook and our Instagram and like those. We'll give you some encouraging stuff. So until next time. Live well. And love well. You've been listening to the Live and Love Podcast, hosted by Jason and Amy Carter. For more information about this podcast, other resources, or booking information, go to liveandloveministries.com.